good time of the day, and welcome to another episode of, and when I say I mean, I'm your co-host Austin. And I am your other co-host Adrian. We're back again. No three-week hiatus between last week and this week. Nope. Or four-week. It depends on how you count. Exactly. So, Adrian, did you, you did you do anything exciting in the the much shorter interval we had between episodes? Yeah, so this past weekend, um, Becca and I went down to Brooklyn to help with the church plant down there. Nice. Uh, so we went down on Friday and watched some kids during the evening so that their parents can like go out and hang out with their friends. Um, and then on Saturday, so one of the, one of the couples that are a part of the team down there, they're actually going back to South Africa Hmm. for an undetermined amount of time. Are they Um, from South Africa or are they missionaries? They're originally from South Africa. So yes and yes. Um, cause technically they're missionaries, right? I mean, how do you define missionary? Um, I don't, I, I guess it depends on why you're living somewhere. I mean, they came to America to live in Brooklyn to be a part of the church plant. So I would right. feel that's I, pretty I missional. Meant, I meant missionaries to South Africa, though. Okay, so no. Well, okay. I mean, it, in a sense, yes. Um, again, depending on Not how you define missionaries. in the sense that I'm missionary. about. <laughs> no, they are, they are uh, South are African citizens. They are to South African. Yeah, anyway, so they had like a party on Saturday. It was like a picnic um, for this kind of like a going away party. Mm-hmm. And then we explored the city a little bit in the afternoon. We went to the Brooklyn Botanic Gardens or Botanical Gardens. Yep. I don't know. I think you can use either, to be honest. Um, okay. You can? I don't know. I would say botanical, but. I think you can use both. I think I saw both, but I could be wrong. Um, so we did that, uh, walked around, took the subway. Um, what did we do? Went to some like thrift shops, got some ice cream. Mm. It was good. And then in the evening had dinner with another one of the families. And, well, just the parents, the kids went to bed. And then Sunday morning helped out with the kids' work um, which is more like just kind of damage control than actual like instruction. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like 12 to 15 kids aging from like three to eight all in one room. That's very echoey and has mm-hmm. mirrors everywhere. And it's like, stop the children from biting each other. Stop the children from licking the mirrors. Stop <laughs> the children from eating the Play-Doh. Did these you, type of did things. Did you succeed in any of these things? Um, we stopped them after they started. Um, okay. So kind of, um, let's see. So yes, but the kids survived. No one died. Um, so that was good. And then, so the family that we were staying with is from England originally. Mm -hmm. Um, and so Nick is a huge Tottenham fan. So we watched Tottenham play on Sunday afternoon, which they ended up losing to Newcastle. And he told me that I could never watch a game with him ever again. So, um, that's too bad. Yeah, it is too bad, but you know, we can just watch other games besides Tottenham because, Mm. you know, 
he just can't stand to see them lose again. But that's mm-hmm. okay. And then we drove mm-hmm. back. It took us forever to get there because of traffic. It took us slightly less to get back, which was nice. Um, stopped at a deli. Let me figure find the name for you. I think it's, it starts with an R. Ryan's Deli, maybe. Ryan's Deli? Yeah, let me find it here. Here that, it is. Yeah. Like R-E-I-N apostrophe S Deli. So not like the outside of an orange? No, I don't know how that's spelled. If it's spelled the same way, then yes, but I think it's a person's name. Hmm. Those are good. It's in Connecticut. Uh, I'd recommend. And then, did I do anything the rest of this week? Community group started up again. Uh, meeting on campus. On Wednesdays, we had our first meeting. It was raining. We had pizza. Just kind of hung out, chatted, talked about our vision for this next semester. Mm-hmm. Um, which was good. We had some some old faces and some new, which is also good. Um, yeah, excited about that. Excited to see what happens. This week has been kind of terrible because my boss has been gone. Mm. It, and so I have been functioning as my boss, which means that I talk to our customer a whole lot more than I ever did. Nice. And had to deal with lots of issues. Uh, but we're surviving so far, and you know the weekend. It, depending on when you're listening to the, this, the weekend is here. So looking forward to that long weekend, um, and that'll be good. I can share about next weekend's plans next week. So yeah, a pause. <laughs> um, How about you? I was also in New York this past weekend, but a very different part of New York. Almost as far apart as we can get. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I no. Okay. If you're, if you're in South Western New York. Yeah. If you just go all the way to Erie. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh. But anyway. Um. I. I was. I knew you were in Brooklyn, or I was assuming that you were, based on some context clues, and so I'm sitting in New York <laughs> texting Adrian like, Hey, can you plan things with me? And I know you are there with Becca. You could just ask and get back to me in like zero seconds. But it's like three days later. Adrian has asked like seven different questions here and none of them have been helpful. I'm so sorry. Anyway. I have have a problem of ignoring my phone when I'm with other people, especially Becca. So I apologize. The, The whole point though was that we got there. We got we there did. in the end. That's true. That's true. Anyway, um, that's fair, though. Um, I, Amelia and I baked a cake on I saw this. Saturday. Um, it was a Victoria sponge cake. Uh, what makes it a Victoria sponge cake? I have no idea. Uh, mm-hmm. Victoria, I assume, is the, the Queen Victoria. Mm-hmm. Sponge is just cake um okay i'm not sure why it's called sponge like I, yeah i don't i don't know what's the difference between like a cake and a sponge unless sponge just refers to like the baked mixture of flour sugar and usually some kind of dairy or eggs okay so it's 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 like a sandwich cake uh, it's kind of, have you ever had scones with cream and jam? 
Yeah, like English scones? Yeah, it's basically yeah. that, but it's, you know, the size of a cake, and you replace the scone part with just cake. You confused me a lot more when you said it's like a scone so than if you just told me if it's like a cake. How is What qualities of a scone the, does it, it have? In the middle of it, there's cream and jam. Okay. And when I ate my scone, parts. I ate it in open-faced fashion. Oh, okay. I don't know if that's proper. I don't know if it is either, but that's, that, is the last, that is how I ate my last scone. So, basically so. what you're telling me is that this is just a double double layer cake. Yeah, with cream and jam in the middle. Yep. Okay. You, you should have just went with and that. And then you one. put powdered sugar on the top. Okay. Um, did you have one of those, like, sifter things? It was yeah. Just like... We did, yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, then we also, we watched uh, Clueless and Mamma Mia. So, it was a, a wild day interesting combo which one is clueless clueless is a movie i think it came out in 95 it is a adaptation of the novel emma by jane austen Mm -hmm. um as a like beverly hills 90s movie okay all right interesting nice um and then you watched mama mia yeah Nice. Had you seen either of these before? I had not. I hadn't seen either of them. I I just read Emma. Uh, uh-huh. And I know things about Abba. So Fair. it was good. Yeah. Um, I was back in the lab this week. Um, it was cold. In the lab or just it, in general? No, in the lab um, because the – the temperature in my lab is controlled by the temperature in the atrium. The atrium is like a porous sieve of heat mm-hmm. or just of temperature in general. So I was going to say, it probably gets really cold in the winter. When it's then, hot, too. it's real cold in the lab. And when it's cold, it's real hot in the lab. That uh, seems problematic. So it's, it's not great. Yeah. Um, I also read a book called Because Internet. And so this is a book that I – found online mm-hmm. and have I was like I was reading reviews of it and was initially disagreeing with its premise and so I I I thought to myself I need to disagree with this book better so I need to read it or to to feel more legitimate in my criticism of it I I need to read it uh, mm-hmm. so I found it at one of the 17 bookstores that we went to in nice. England um and read it and so it 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 got me thinking a lot about it's it's because internet by gretchen mcculloch if you're interested um and it's about how the internet has has brought about the increased prevalence of informal language Mm -hmm. and how that the everyday inform not informal language sorry informal writing Okay. And so how this increased prevalence of an expansion of informal writing has changed the way that we write uh to be more to be more expressive if you're not like a poet or you know an actual writer. Mhm. Mhm. Um by including things like emoji or 
changing how you capitalize things or punctuate things, things like that. But it got me thinking about how I interact with the internet, and which is which is not a lot. So, okay, I interact with the internet a lot, but I do not interact with other people on the internet a lot. Uh huh. Uh huh. And I especially do not interact with strangers on the internet. Mm hmm. Um. And so a lot of the book was about interacting with people. It's not really about this, but it, it kind of implicitly involves interacting with people via the internet with whom you don't have a pre-existing relationship with. Mm-hmm. And that has – I have, like, never done that ever. Okay. Um, and so I know that that is also not something that you typically do. So I, I wanted to ask – because I know why I don't do those things. I wanted mm-hmm. to ask you why you don't interact with – people on the internet okay um so you're so i'm just gonna go ahead yeah i don't i don't interact with a lot of people i don't know on the internet i have before um how did that go in what context so so yeah only recently have i interacted with people i don't know um i think i may have shared some of them so the the context i'll talk about this be, but I do want to talk also about interacting with people I do know on Facebook or like on the internet because mm-hmm. I think that maybe answers this question better. I think they both kind of answer it, but then I think they both kind of go hand in hand slightly yeah. to some extent. Um, so I have one time in my life made a YouTube comment. Nice. I don't know if I talked about this to you. I I've heard about uh, it. I don't know. I don't think I talked about it on the podcast. About it. So YouTube, some of the YouTube channels that I enjoy. One of them is Hank Games, featuring John Green. Hank Games without um, Hank. <laughs> Hank Games without Hank, where he plays um, FIFA 18 as AFC Wimbledon, Wimbledon, a third tier English football team. Anyways, he then answers questions and solves all your problems. And sauce problems. That's not the point, though. My so in this in this comment, I was trying to like make a comment that I thought was like funny, but like in a, in a way that other people would also think was funny. So my comment was essentially like, "Wait, because okay." So for background information, John Green has created a soccer player in this that's on his team whose name is john green this this like fictional character is also married to another player whose name is also john green and then he also he refers to the manager himself as the manager but then he also like he also refers to himself as like the person who's playing like as his actual self Mm -hmm. and so like i made a comment that was just like so wait is john green like the the player or the manager or what thinking that like obviously i know that he's all three of these things and yet none of them but then like anyways apparently in my mind it was like somewhat funny the the person somebody comments and just like a very like um just like line by line this is this john this is this john this is this john as if i was like someone who had never experienced this like channel before in my life like which was like part of how i wanted the question to go but then also i wanted them to realize that i had anyways so it was a total failure like yeah th- th- the 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 point i was trying to get across would like completely failed 
some other experiences I've had in like commenting or like posting in a place where it's just random strangers. I have posted on the Hearthstone subreddit before, mm-hmm. which again is a similar experience where I'm like, here's a here's a thought that I think is like interesting about the game, and then people take it and completely just like destroy it or say it's trash or something. But fun fact, I yeah. the last comment I made or the last post I made on the Hearthstone subreddit actually got responded to by one of the like developers. So I was like, oh, okay. Nice. It was I mean it was it wasn't like important or anything, but mm. I was like, okay, there's some vindication. But anyway, so that's kind of my experience in those realms. It's just like I think the problem is is that I don't have any idea about the internet and so yeah. I try to like go out there and like either make a clever comment or a funny comment and nobody understands it. Yeah. Or yep. or the people that understand it aren't the ones who are commenting. Um so I think that's that's part of it. So like I think part of the reason I don't interact in those spheres is I don't feel like either a i understand how these spheres spheres even interact or work or b i don't know how to interact with them mm-hmm. or th- my interactions aren't wanted or whatever so i think that's part of it um do you care to jump in at this point or should i keep well, going no, I, I was just gonna say this is why you should read uh because internet mm-hmm. um so, but I I will also say I have never commented on YouTube. I almost did once. Really? Um, yeah, yeah. It was a it was a a video about theories of communication from the late great PBS, PBS Idea, Idea Channel. Idea channel. <laughs> so I I almost posted a comment, and then at the mm-hmm. last minute I was like, no, I can no, I can't pull a trigger. So so do you want me to go into and I, and I want to tie it back into. Also posting into like these anonymous spheres, I guess. But I, I think personally, I would be more interested in talking about the realms where I do know the people who I'm interacting with. Do you want to talk at all about more about the the realms of people you don't know? Well, uh, a little bit. Like so, so why don't you interact with people you don't know? And then you, you can talk about that in. In conjunction with okay, people you do know because I it was it was it was interesting to me reading this book because of there was there's such an implicit assumption that you are meeting people through the internet, which has never been my experience. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be, but it's not, mm-hmm. and so I pretty confident that it's also your experience yeah of not meeting people through the internet so so why is that i I don't know i'm going to answer more of why i don't want to post things on the internet as opposed to why i don't meet people on the internet which i think is the question you just asked me i'm not sure if that's what you're interested in knowing i think so uh just answer okay find out so i think probably deep down if I dive to like the bottom, the base layer, like what is actually driving these decisions? Cause I could like, I think I like my first initial response are some like top level ones, but I think deep down the reason I don't want to 
in either realm, but either with strangers or why I don't, even with people I know, is mm-hmm. I I would be afraid of saying something that the person, like somebody, would be offended or upset about and then therefore not like me because of that. And so I think that is more of what drives my hesitation to interact in the internet mm-hmm. and all those fear in all those spheres is that, and I'm not saying it's a good reason. I think that's a problem I have of wanting mm-hmm. to always like have people like me essentially. And so in order to avoid those miscommunications or things coming across, not how I want them to or whatever, or even like, I mean, obviously you're going to find people who just don't, necessarily like who you are or what you believe and so to to avoid that entirely i'm just like okay i'm going to avoid i'm just going to stay out of here again i don't know if that's necessarily a great response Hmm. but i think if i go deep down that's probably the driving force behind behind why i would want to or why i do not necessarily interact in those ways Hmm. interesting which I'm assuming is different from the reason why you don't, but it is. It's also different than what I was gonna guess. What were you gonna guess was the reason I don't? I was I was gonna guess that you don't consider the internet to be a real space. Quotes around real. No, because I I think that may have been one of like the surface defenses as to what I would initially say, but is really not the reason behind it. Because I do think mm. the internet is a real space. Like I, I, I don't think that. I think that I, you could try to argue that, but I think it's gone too far, for it not to be, mm-hmm, a space mm-hmm. that is considered, a place to have conversations and a place to, where things happen. I think, I think we're past the point where. I at least I can live in denial of that. I guess if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so how does that relate to you talking to people that you do know on the internet? Yeah, so so then there I think like so a while back, like long, like back in college maybe, I basically like not completely but just don't really post anything even on social internet. And I think it's mm-hmm. that's I think it's less So I think why I did that was because I felt like I was taking too much of that on of like okay wow this person or people liked this comment or people liked my status or my picture um not necessarily like individuals but like people in general and so like Mm -hmm. i guess feeding i i again maybe wasn't the great best response but like instead of like trying to avoid feeding into that idea of like i need people to like me or whatever just saying cut this off again not saying that that's necessarily the best way to deal with that. Uh, But that was kind of that decision. And so I think like even now I, I would be, I can find myself seeing something like on Facebook or whatever. That'd be like, okay, I don't necessarily agree with that. And I'd like to interact with that conversation. So just, so just the other week, uh, one of my Mm -hmm. friends um, from UNH posted something and initially kind of like 
stuck out to me. And so I like uh, listened to the podcast that they posted and I was trying to figure out like, how could I interact with them? But then I was like, so hesitant or like have a conversation about with like about the podcast with them. But like, we're so hesitant in myself that I'm either going to like say something wrong or not be able to like express where I'm coming from or my thoughts on it. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. like, basically like (laughs) fail, fail to be like not, not even just like a friend, but even like express where I'm coming from. And so like, Mm -hmm. I'm so hesitant to even interact with that. And so then just to avoid any of that failure or them thinking less of me or whatever, I just don't even interact again. I don't Mm -hmm. think it's necessarily a good thing because I, I do think that, not only in this instance, but other instances, there are, there is the ability to interact in positive ways, in ways that are helpful. So I think another one of like the defensive things that I would have initially thought of or said was like, like helpful conversation can't happen on the internet, which I don't like, yeah. I think that is like, again, is one of those like surface level, like not things that aren't necessarily true that I tell myself of why I don't interact with on the internet. But, mm-hmm. but then I think that's just like the, the crust of what's actually deeper of like people not liking me or whatever. And so mm-hmm. I think, mm-hmm. because I do think positive conversations can happen on the internet and do happen on the internet and can flow through that. So for instance, even if I don't have the conversation with my friend via Facebook or whatever, I can still like take that media from the social internet and have a conversation with them, even if it's in person, which mm-hmm. was generated because of the internet. So I don't think it's fair to say that you can't have helpful or productive conversations through the internet. So all that to say, I don't think that my response is necessarily a helpful one or, or maybe even like a, a good, I mean, it's definitely not necessarily a good response because I don't think that I'm, I've, I'm avoiding the issue rather than actually getting to the heart of the issue, which then would mm-hmm. allow me to be more free. And I think, so making it even more personal, sorry if I'm taking all of the time, but that's even one, that's that's even one of the things that I am some, like, and maybe some of the reasons, I'd be interested to, again to hear your thoughts and maybe even tie it into this podcast. So I know we have different mm-hmm. thoughts about the podcast, right? And so I think this yeah. under <laughs> in some to some extent. And so this underlying thought of like, okay, how are people perceiving me can come through even in posting me talking here in mm-hmm. this conversation on the mm-hmm. podcast. And yeah. so I think that's even though I'm not writing anything, we're still having conversations, sharing my thoughts, and I'm putting myself out there in a way that like is probably in some ways good for me, but also like, again, it, it still flows into that idea of like in the back of my head is like, okay, what are people thinking about me? Are people going to like what I'm saying or whatever, 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 mm-hmm. which again, mm-hmm. I think is all <laughs> problematic and an issue that I probably should address. Mm-hmm. But again, so I don't know any other thoughts or questions. Um, for me specifically, well, so and then I'll and I'll ask you, but or just go for it. Yeah, yeah. I was just so, I I was I was I was thinking about socialization on the internet, and 
because in in reading because of the internet, I I felt like excluded. I guess so. The book ends spoilers, mm-hmm. but it's like it's not. It's, is it non-fiction? It's a non-fiction okay. book. Yeah, so it's not it, like spoilers. It's kind of a meaningless yeah. statement. But the last sentence is like, in this huge, wonderful web, there's space for you. And I was like, I don't feel like hmm. that is true for me at all. Hmm. Um, even though I have this podcast, I guess, and that it is on the internet. Like, I don't. To me, the internet is not like a welcoming space in the way that she sees it. Hmm. Like. To her, the internet is like this wonderful playground where everyone can come and everyone can share and everyone has like a a a, a seat at the table, I guess. She so she talks about the internet as a third space. Um, so your first space is your home, yeah. your second space is your work, and the third space would be like a coffee shop mm-hmm. or a bar or. She talks about it as hallways, um, and she's like, everyone knows the best part of conferences is walking through hallways and talking to people who have interesting things to say. And I'm like, uh, I have been to a conference a couple times in my life, and I have never enjoyed standing in the hallway. Mm-hmm. And I don't like I don't enjoy third spaces in general. That's fair. Um, and so if if the internet is just third spaces, I like I'm like how how can how is there a place for me in the in the internet if I don't feel like if I don't want to be right. there you know like I was thinking like many of my most successful relationships in life have been one relationships that I was born with or that people were later born into um, to like roommates that I've had and three like people who were just like hey we're going to be friends and then we were friends yeah. um, and none of that none of that happens on the internet mm-hmm. like there there's no necessary interaction on the internet everything is everything depends upon your you voluntarily putting yourself into some space um so like i had to be at school or i had to be at college i didn't have to be at college but you know i was at college and so like you voluntarily put yourself there right i don't have a choice about having parents or siblings but i i have those relationships and those are really important to me. I don't have to be anywhere on the internet. And so going anywhere on the internet feels like work to me. Like it would just, that this one post that I tried to post on YouTube, I, I spent like probably like an hour trying to write this post and then did not, and didn't didn't post post it it at all. This would be literally everything I posted on the internet ever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so for me, talking to people that I don't know on the internet, even talking to people that I do know on the internet who are like, are outside of a very small group of people mm-hmm. is completely like exhausting to me. Yeah. Um, 
because it's it's work. And so I've just been thinking about like people are like the internet is for introverts and I'm like I don't I don't know if the I I would say the internet is less for introverts because there's there's no way to just like stumble into relationships mm. on the internet which is which are most of my relationships just like ones that I have I happen into right. Um, I mean, like I, yeah, sorry. I I think it's it's nicer for like socially anxious people because it's a it's like a safer third space than like coffee shops or something. But everything seems like work to me right. on the internet. And I mean, yeah. To be fair, I mean this is your experience. So the people the people who are making the people who are making blanket statements about how the internet is for introverts, you're then also making blanket statement saying it's not just for introverts too. Well, it's not, it's not like, it's not the, the golden goose for introverts well, for you. Right. Like, I guess that's my point. I am an introvert. So I, like I necessarily, yeah, but you can't speak for all introverts. It, well, yeah, but I'm I'm saying it is not the golden place for introverts because as an introvert, right. it is not the golden right. place for me. So, okay, so then – so since everything is work for you, do you have a – so then I guess the question I have is do you have a desire to engage in those spaces or to to share things or to post things? No, not at all. If if you if you look at my my Instagram over the past year, mm -hmm. uh, nothing has happened. That's true. And so there is there's like a fun inverse relationship for me. So like the more personal something is, absolutely less likely I am to share it on Instagram. Um, like most of my pictures on Instagram are pictures of animals or like trees mm -hmm. um so yeah i i i do not have because it, it it seems like more effort than it's worth i do not have i definitely have no desire to find strangers on the internet and talk to okay. them but so Another thing I know about you is that you are opinionated yep. and you like to share your opinions. So yep. why does that not work with the internet? Um, it, it does work with the internet. I, so if to me, I like the internet to be everyone shouting into the void and everyone being aware of each other's shoutings, but having no, like, I, I really enjoy my one-sided interactions with the people that I interact with on the internet. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I would, I don't know, like, I always think that, like, I could probably just email Mike Rignetta and he would get back to mm -hmm. me. But I'm never going to do that. I don't know if I'm never going to do that. I'm probably not going to do that and have not done so. Mike Rignetta is the... the PBS Idea Channel the, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um I'm probably not going to do that, but I really like 
this one-way relationship that I have with Micrognetta. So I am perfectly fine if I am just spouting opinions out into the void and people have that one-way relationship with me. Mm -hmm. That's fine. I like that. I hope other people like that. Um, because, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I like to say what my opinions are, but I, I don't want to... Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't like the, the dialogue as much as I just like equal and opposite pontificating. <laughs> that's that's true. That's true. That's how that's how I enjoy the internet. Right, but would you be willing to dialogue in person? Um. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um. Why do you so? And maybe there is there isn't a reason, but like so the reason that you don't want to do that on the internet is because you think that the internet should just be people screaming into the void. It feels like there should be something else that's like underlying. Like I don't want to share my opinion. So so I guess if you're sharing your opinions, you would then be responding to somebody's somebody else's opinions or putting your opinions out there um i mean clearly i don't respond to people's right, opinions right, right. because i have been in places where i could and have not done right. so um and i like i'm fine with with saying what my opinions are but I, like i don't i don't know i don't think comments is a very useful way to interrogate opinions okay why is that uh, because they are mostly one-sided and internet comments tend to devolve into anarchy and hitler okay um and so i i don't yeah I, like i don't i don't think that internet comments are very productive okay do you think product sorry go ahead. if if like if internet comments are the dialogue that exists it is not a very effective dialogue okay i think as we've clearly seen do you think that it can be um perhaps i, I maybe cuz i think the 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 inherent isolation and like not not like you're alone in the world but like i can't see and hear the person with whom i'm interacting with through comments mm -hmm. and so i i think that that makes it harder to deliver nuance or care about nuance because like a lot of a lot of how you interact with people is is determined by how they are interacting with you back. Mm -hmm. And so most of us don't like to be in awkward situations. And so I I think it's harder to be awkward on the internet. Okay. It is harder to like I if I yell at somebody on the internet, it's harder to feel embarrassed about that because I don't have the immediate feedback of you being upset with me. 
Um, and so I, I think the, the kind of anonymity and loss of, of social cues doesn't help the internet convey nuance or carry dialogue well. Okay. So, and I, I think to, um, because internet's point, people develop nuance and develop ways of having tone of voice or um, gesture mm-hmm. in internet language. But I mean, as you found, it's so it's so easy to miss that. And if you don't know how language works on the internet, because it's kind of like an organic platform-based way of communicating, mm-hmm. like sarcasm, right. for example. If you don't know those things, it is very easy to miscommunicate. Right. Like, um, if you use a period, that could be read as very passive-aggressive. Mm-hmm. Um, when you just mean it to, like, I'm ending a sentence. Right. So, so, I guess that my question would be, if if that is true that it you're saying it's not necessarily a great space for dialogue does that mean that we shouldn't engage in it um uh clearly i i practically i say yes because if you yeah i think that dialogue on the internet tends to make things worse and so it's better to not have it than than to have it. Okay. I guess then, like, yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to, like, uh, I feel like if people are only engaging on the Internet, like, then we almost have to be willing to be in that environment or else like no like I, I don't know like if i if i feel strongly about something and i feel like mm-hmm. i'm seeing something on facebook that is that is contrary to that and i think that okay wow this is somebody that i at least know somewhat and care about somewhat mm-hmm. like i feel like engaging is i'm not like again because i don't engage in this but i'm not saying that that i'm right i think engaging can be better than not engaging because like in not engaging Mm -hmm. like then this person can continue to just and maybe the engagement happens differently maybe it's not in a yeah. comment, maybe it's a message or yeah, something. Yeah, I agree. But but I, I like face Facebook is different. But I still don't want to like. I don't want to be. I think I'm scared of engaging for like selfish mm-hmm. reasons, and I don't want that to hold me back from, like, engaging in a way that is positive and can be helpful because I can. I do think that we can use the internet for positive things and engage in in helpful dialogue i think that i i can agree that 
if I can have a face-to-face conversation with somebody, that would be better than over text or message. But I don't think, like, I don't want to use that as an excuse to not use these methods to engage, if that makes sense. Like, I don't know. I have, as we was talking earlier, I still have problems engaging with people face-to-face, too, sometimes, just because Mm -hmm. of the same similar reasons. And so, like, for me, I don't want those personal things that I am fearful of to prevent me from gauging, whether it's with people in person or over the Internet. But I also don't want, like, my – I think I can have a bad attitude (laughs) about the Internet and Mm -hmm. how – how what happens on the Internet. I don't want to have, like – I guess I just don't want to feel, like, defeated by it and like give up on it because it feels like, like I was saying earlier, it seems impossible to, to try to write it off as a thing that doesn't actually influence things. If that makes sense. Yeah. I, I, I guess I would just say like, like if I see someone posting things on Facebook and they're like an acquaintance of mine, how much, how much value can I bring to that situation? Like, even even if I like DM them, like I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't think social media is a good place to change people's minds. I don't think it is either, but I don't think that doesn't mean that we. I don't think. I don't know. Like where where does where does your effort like best suited i i don't want to like worry about oh i need to dm everyone on facebook that i disagree with so i could potentially change things that that seems like a just a unnecessary deterioration of my own life right i'm not i don't think that we should do that at all but i think maybe like for me i like again this is for me personally, I think I can be better at being more clear about what I believe and less about what I, and less of like holding back on what I'm worried, like people might not like, if that makes sense. Mm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think that we should try to solve everybody's issues via Facebook. Not at all. That's good. But I also don't want to – I don't know. I think at one point I would have said just get rid of the social internet. It's not helpful at all. And I sometimes still think that. But I also don't want to, like, assume that that's the case. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I don't know. I it this, this is a weird conversation to have on a internet based thing right. in which we're like, hey, don't forget to email us at <laughs> and when I say I mean at gmail dot com. Right. Because I I do like I do like responding to those emails. Um. But that is it is also it, I like responding to them, but it is also work for me. 
Um, but but is so I guess maybe we're running out of time. But like, when is it worth the work? I guess like like relationships are work, right? Like, mm-hmm. regardless of whether or not they happen over the internet or not, like relationships take work. And so, and I, I don't know, and you can like think about this but i guess like for me like when is it worth the work even if it's on the internet you know mhm yeah i yeah i i don't i don't know i most internet relationships to me are very peripheral peripheral and so I don't put a lot of work into my non-intimate relationships, mm-hmm. which and so I I kind of yeah I guess I kind of dismiss the the majority of the work that I would do for mm-hmm. um, internet relationships because I don't put a lot of work into like most of my relationships, right. And so maybe that is, maybe that's bad, but like, I don't know. How how many relationships can you have that you put a lot of work into? I don't know. That's something, that's if we want to go down the road of other things that I have problems with in my life, it's trying to be best friends with everybody. I believe that. <laughs> <laughs> because it is true. I mean, that could be a whole other podcast, but like, it is true. You can't, mm-hmm. you can't, I, again, I say this but it's one of those things that I say and fail to live out is like, you can't be best friends mm-hmm. with everybody. Which always reminds me of the, the Michael Scott, Michael Scott quote where Ed truck comes up to him and he's like, you can't expect to be friends with everybody. And Michael's just like, uh, yeah, I can actually. And I'm like, that's mm-hmm. my life. Mm-hmm. Um, but just like Michael Scott, I fail. So, so right. So I guess like, I'm not necessarily think like, I'm not s- criticizing your thoughts. Cause like, you do like respond i think when those when you do want to put the work into those relationships mm-hmm. um, and so yeah i think that's that's fair i'm just yeah i'm very selective and in general the entire internet falls outside of the purview of relationships i want to put work into which i i think is totally fair to be honest But we should uh, talk about uh, recommendations. Recommendations, unless you you have a a wonderful closing thought that will wrap everything up. Not really. In a okay, I don't either. So I mean, it was just kind of. It was a discussion. Yeah, I I think my my kind of where I want to be. Again, I have things that I need to work on in my personal life. But I think when I think about the internet and the social internet. I think that I can traditionally have a negative attitude towards it. Mm-hmm. And I think that I want to have a more, yes, maybe generally this isn't great, but that doesn't mean that it can't be used for good things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think that's kind of where I want to be when I think about the internet and talk like communicating on the internet. Yeah. But yeah, recommendations. Um, so I read a uh, two books. 
Yeah. Two books. Um, the first was, well, because internet, which wasn't the first book I read, but uh, whatever. Because internet, it it is really interesting, and it it's it's fun because she loves the subject so much. She she just loves finding memes that have new grammar and new like typography in mm-hmm. them. That it is just a joy for her, and that comes across really well in the book. And it's. Yeah, it's a fascinating look at why internet language is the way it is. Mm-hmm. Um, though I have never felt more old and in like out of touch in my life than reading this book. Yeah. Granted, I am not very old. I like to think I'm not that out of touch, but I am very much with the culture on the internet because she's she's giving examples of memes from the impact font era. What and the one mean? is Velociraptor. The other is Scumbag Steve. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I chose these as examples. I th- I think that anyone familiar with the format uh, would recognize. And I'm like, I have never seen or heard of Scumbag Steve <laughs> in my entire life. <laughs> and I'm like, I... I don't... I, am I, am I, is it before my time? Is it just like... I think sc- I am living a bizarre life where most of my life is in the past. No, those were actually before your time. If I had to, uh... I I have seen Velociraptor. You haven't seen Scumbag Steve though. No. Okay. Also, are you familiar with the meme? I had to do it to him. No. Okay, I wasn't either, and somebody was just like floored that they had to explain that to me this past week. Anyway. It's a great book. Um, second book is I Am Sovereign by Nicola Baker. It is it is fascinating. It's, so it's a novella. It's real short. You could knock it out in, in a day. It is the most typographically adventurous book that I have ever read in my life. And so it, it, was, really, it was really fun to read it back to back with Because Internet. Because a lot of those internet style typographical changes are used i think really well in i am sovereign Mm -hmm. uh, because it it lets her speak the voice of the characters without having to say without having to say like they said this agitatedly or something because that comes across in in how the font is and the typography um and I think it's a it's a really poignant look at at like sovereignty, not in a political sense, but in like a a human nature sense. Like, are we sovereign? Mm-hmm. And what is it? If we are sovereign, what does that mean? If we're not sovereign, what is? Um, I think it does that in really cool, interesting, and really inventive ways. Um, so I am sovereign. Nice. Um, Mama Mia was a lot of fun. It's a great one. If you're ever looking for two and a half hours, it's not that long. If you're ever looking for like an hour and a half to just be like, that was fun. Mama Mia. Uh, Clueless was good. Uh, it it's it's fun as an adaptation 
um, to Emma because I think it really streamlines it. And so the part part two of Emma is is really loose, and you're not really sure what's going on. Mm-hmm. You know something's going on, but you, you can't really tell. And then things kind of come together, and then it feels like the ending is too slow. Yeah. Um, that's how I felt reading Emma. And so Clueless kind of streamlines that, and uh, it makes everything. I it's it's just tighter. Um, as most movies are, uh, but I think in ways that are are good as an adaptation. Um, that's about it. Oh, what do you think of uh, Lover? Um, it was so. This is Taylor Swift's new album. Yeah, I was gonna recommend it, although I've only listened to it twice. I think I I was guessing you were gonna recommend it, so I was just gonna ask you about it. Anyway. Um, I like it. Um, it's kind of like mm-hmm. a mixture of like, if, if this was on like the timeline, the Taylor Swift timeline, it would be like in between red and 1989, um, mm-hmm. which I'm okay with. I'm, I'm okay with that. Um, except not, it, but sonically, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, but reputation more and it's like in what she's like saying and singing about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I thought it was good. Um, I don't, I mean, I don't think it's her best work, but I think it's better than reputation. Mm-hmm. So I, I thought it was good until I got to the song soon. You'll be better. And then I was like, wait, this is, this is so much better than everything else. And then it struck me. Wait, Taylor Swift is not Alison Krauss. Yeah, no. Why am I not listening to Alison mm, Krauss? Wow, you made it that far before you were listening to a female <laughs> artist and was like, "Wow, this is an Alison well, Krauss." Yeah, right. Because uh, I, I wasn't thinking of, I wasn't thinking about it uh-huh. uh, until I got to "Soon You'll Be Better," and it's so, it's so southern, or it's so country. It's I was like, Dixie "Oh chicks. wait, well, Alison Krauss exists." Yeah, sorry. Um. And so then I then I was that's what I was thinking about for the whole second half of the album. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, that's fair. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was pretty good. Um, I watched most of the movie Sahara or Sahara, depending on where you're from. So mm-hmm. <laughs> apparently in England it's called Sahara, not Sahara. Yep. And so when that th- that's. Usually A's are uh, sound less like A's outside of America. So when we, when Becca and I were like, yeah, we watched Sahara to our English friends. They were like, what'd you watch? Oh, Sahara. And I was like, wow. But yeah, basically it's like, um, are you familiar with National Treasure? I am. So imagine National Treasure, but you exchange... Um, take um. What's his name? Nicholas Cage. Nick Cage. Replace him with um, what's his name? Uh, Lincoln. Uh, Daniel Matthew Day Ma- Lewis. Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> <laughs> He's in the Lincoln commercials. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. You exchanged Nick <laughs> Cage gonna, for it Matthew is not, McConaughey. It is absolutely not Daniel Day no. Lewis. And then you replace Riley with. Dwight yep. Schrute. And then okay. you take them to the Sahara Desert. And they end up like, from what I understand of the movie, 
they um end up taking on this um warlord he's not a warlord he's like a how would you describe him basically he's doing some kind of toxic waste removal so how they get to the sahara desert is that this old civil war ship that's supposed to have a bunch of confederate gold on it is somehow lost and got all the way so in like the national treasure. Yeah, exactly <laughs> all the ways the sahara desert and then of course when they get there they realize that this whole like this like warlord guy he's not a warlord he's just like um anyways they're doing something shady and with like toxic things seems a little shady and then it gets into the water stream and is killing people at one point they called mm. at one point the disaster was about to be so bad because it was about to get into the atlantic ocean they compared it to chernobyl like in the atlantic ocean so interesting um but then matthew mcconaughey saved the day so is any of this based on real events i don't think so i don't i don't think so okay unless of course the confederates had like an iron hide submarine thing if that's true then uh they do uh are you familiar with the battle of the monitor and the merrimack uh yeah those names sound familiar it was the first uh, Ironside battle. Um, so the the North won, though. Yeah. So that was Hoo-ah. that was kind of the uh, the the start of all of this. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was it was good. It's a fun time. There's like a boat gun scene, which is pretty fun. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Nothing's coming to the top of my head, and we're at the time, so might as yep. well wrap it mm-hmm. up there. Yep. All right, well, thanks for joining us. So, yeah, have fun talking or not talking to people via the Internet. <laughs> we'll see you next week.